Ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and doers, seekers of purpose and fulfillment, welcome to Passion on Purpose, the podcast that sets your soul on fire and ignites the spark within you. I'm your host, Steph Hilfer, and I'm beyond thrilled you're here. Passion on Purpose features leaders, experts, and sometimes me on center stage. We put the spotlight on visionaries, entrepreneurs, leaders, experts, and everyday heroes to share their journey of self-discovery, enthusiasm, and unwavering determination. We'll explore how they use their passion and purpose to fuel their brand. Alongside our leaders, we'll provide practical tips, actionable advice, and wisdom from our experts across various fields. So if you're ready to unleash your inner fire, shake off the doubts and insecurities, and pursue a life of purpose with unbridled enthusiasm, then let's dive in. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. I am so excited for our leader today. Not only is the leader that I have on center stage today dynamic, fun, he's also someone who's been in my world for a while now. And so when I was looking at my schedule and I was like, oh, who am I chatting with today? Who's on the show today? I was so excited that it is Joe. I'm so excited to introduce to you Joe Rocky. He is the founder, owner, all things elite business conversation. And he is a host. He has so many podcasts that he hosts. He is a TV show host. Um, I just, there's the list is too long to keep going, but he is just really moving mountains and making a difference. So I'm just so excited for us to get to dive deep on some fun things with you, Joe. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad we are in each other's world to say the least here. And yeah, there's a lot going on and I'm interested to see what direction you want to take it. Let's take it. Let's take in the direction we always take it. I'm going to start with, what is your why? Well, at the end of it, you actually said it in my introduction. It's it's to make a difference. And as you know, one of the great things of working with you was you really figured out how to make me put that in English rather than just <laughs> one of these people like, how do you go through life? Well, I don't know. I, I know how to ride the bike, right? Well, how do you teach someone to ride a bike? I have no idea. You taught me how to teach people how to ride the bike in far as what is that value? And for me, it's to make a difference. And regardless of whether we're talking about Father and Joe, the first podcast I created in 2017, or Elite Business Conversations, my newest business now, it's all about making a difference through really four fundamental ways of driving that to happen. And they really are the four things that you can implement at any point in your life and instantly make them better. And the first one is just be constantly learning. You know, I, I use the word prudence. Just learn about stuff want to become more knowledgeable about what you're passionate about and dive into it. The second one being courageous. And I don't mean like storming Normandy type courage, but what I mean is when you're having a conversation with someone and you feel something inside of your heart, figure out a way to say it. Even if it comes out weird or stuttery or awkward or whatever, just get it out of you and get it to be heard to the world. The third one here is really implementing justice in its truest form. This isn't like winning a Supreme Court battle, but from a relationship standpoint, am I hiring this person because they are the absolute best for this position based upon what we have to spend on it? Or are we hiring this person because it's going to look good on a press release and it's clicking supposedly important boxes. If you're doing it the first way, you're doing it right. If you're doing it the second way, you will cure your company. You just don't know it yet. And the third, the final one there 
is humility because humility is actually the hardest one to implement because the first three justice courage and prudence you can go all in you always go harder into learning more developing more about my passion being fair and figuring out how to say things humility is a balance it's saying that when done correctly i am not the smallest and most insignificant person nor am i the largest and most important person in the room and recognizing your audience here and we only have 20 minutes to go through this um i've given four hour talks on these so hopefully <laughs> i didn't go too long for you there but that that's essentially when we talk about the passion of how we make a difference it boils down to those four engines getting us there absolutely and it's it was so refreshing to work with you and if you didn't read between the lines i was i had the honor and pleasure to help joe evolve his personal brand into the corporate brand which is elite business conversations and so it was so refreshing when we got to our core values exercise and we started talking about that that you you were ready to roll you know mm -hmm. you were like i know what we stand for i know what we believe i know what we the lens we look through with everything we do um and it it's not the, the same ones that you hear every time uh, integrity, honesty, innovation, right? It's not the same mm -hmm. things that everyone says. It's It was so refreshing. So I applaud that. Well, so, um, if you dive into that, and I'm sure you deal with this a whole yeah. lot in your life. Going through that generic list you just gave me, the innovation, integrity, all that, they're great words. I'm not trying to diminish them at all, but they're not actions. At the yeah. end of the day, they're at best results. What I believe what's important is action steps that we can implement you can focus on learning more about your passion and diving in deep and i don't care if it's harry potter or harrier jets if you get something that you're passionate about and you know about it you will attract other people to your world and you will make your own life better as a result of it but just saying like yeah i do integrity well what does that mean <laughs> like, like okay so 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 we don't lie well the actual implementation practice that is when i go to have a relationship it's going to be in a just fashion. I'm trying to connect with this person for the right reasons, not just so I can use them to get some rub off benefit, but actually to create a positive relationship moving forward in whatever capacity that really that relationship is meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think the diving deeper into why a belief is a belief, why a value is a value is what you know, obviously we do here with so many people, but that you already innately have done with all of the work you've done, which is why having you on the show, you know, you're so intentional, so passionate and purposeful in how you do things. It, it's just a no brainer. So, um, so I want to talk about, and this one might make you laugh and it's okay. I know I'm, I stump people on this one a lot, but I want to ask, what is the five, 10, 15 year old Joe doing somewhere in that range? What, what are we seeing you do what are you like if we were opening up in the like in terms album. of what would i think about myself now or like at this moment in time five o'clock in the afternoon when i was 15 what was i doing which version yeah, the, the latter i'm doing something around football i mean long story okay. short i was on the team that first team in pennsylvania state history that went 16 and 0. we also were the first year any team had an opportunity clause needs to be said but we capitalized on it um, we ended up obviously winning states as a result of that, but the school I went to, obviously we cared a lot about football and it was more or less, if you did that, that was your life. Um, and, and, and that would have been that. So on a typical afternoon after school, it would have been lifting or running one or the other. 
uh, and then going through the drills for your particular position. And I played defensive end. So that was a lot of come off the ball and hit people hard. Yeah. Tell me about the team environment with Joe on the team versus Joe not on the team. I don't know. I've always been on a team, so I don't know what it's like not not being on a team. I I think that's part of what we do so well is developing teams in that fashion. Um, You know, I I think that that's that's something you need to recognize. It it, it probably goes back to, to that humility aspect, knowing that there's so many people involved that while people can make it harder to overcome victory, like having to do other people's work, when things work successfully, everyone is doing their job correctly and they trust mm-hmm. each other. You know, mm-hmm. you don't get to a spot where it's like, if we run this toss play, is the guard actually going to pull to pick up the block? Well, if I don't think he is, I'm actually not going to run as hard as I could have because I'm going to get blindsided. But if I trust it, not only do I hit the hole at full speed, I'm not going to get a giant gain out of it because I trusted everyone completely. And that's obviously just a very basic example, but that's the way it works in any environment, in, in, in any situation. And as a coaching staff, are you putting people in the right st- spot for success? Are you able to evaluate what people are good at and what aren't? And you know, like I said, that's the whole teamwork dynamic. And there is an element of humility saying, well, maybe I'm not the best at this. Maybe I should develop and try to become better at something else. And then how does that work? How does that look like where we can still make everything moving forward? Because I think a problem that so many businesses get into is that they get to a mentality where either A, the business owner is essentially idolized by everyone beneath him. So therefore, no one can ever criticize the problems that are in effect. A diminishment of the courage. Maybe they're not afraid to tell him. They just don't ever think he can do anything wrong because he built this great whatever. Uh, and the reality is, is you end up start creating, everyone has to think the same way mentality. But the reality is, is to have a really great culture, you need to have people who think differently and different personalities in the room. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone has to look a certain way and you need to have all those boxes clicked that you hear from the woke world. But the reality is, is people think differently. How are you going to get different personalities in? Because there's some people who are going to be all about entertaining and throwing a great party. And then there's another mindset that's all about building the best product. Now, how you need to have both. I mean, the the bottom line is you do. So how do you figure out how to integrate that and work that into your business across the line? And, you know, I'm really glad that I'm able to do a lot of that in my world now. Yeah. I think I asked that question and specifically one, it's phenomenal, phenomenal example and phenomenal answer. Why I ask that too is because when we think about football and we think about teams, you know, what what do we usually think about the quarterback, right? And what do we know? The great teams, the quarterback is always, you know, the best cheerleader, the best leader, the best speak uh, motivator, the most compassionate understanding of the team. But in your position, right? And okay, my husband listens to my show. He's going to like totally know I'm about to put my foot in my mouth because I do not know enough about football to go where I'm going. But you told me primarily your job was to hit people. I know Mm -hmm. enough to know what you shared with trust is that somebody else is expecting you. Like you said, they're fully trusting that Joe is behind me or in front of me or inside of me. And he's going to hit the other person so that I can do my piece. And so I just find it really fascinating, especially knowing you now and how much of a quarterback mentality, leader, strength, motivator you are 
to look back to this 15-year-old Joe and know how sturdy and trustworthy and strong you were for the team in that role. And I just find that such a great evolution that I don't know if you've ever really pieced together. Probably not. Um, but but to that point, it, it, it's also that you're trusting everyone to get their job done. And they're all doing every all 11 players on each side of the ball are doing something different on any given play. But if any one of them do it wrong, it can be a catastrophic failure. And yes, while the quarterback gets all the credit because they're throwing the ball in the air and all that, if the receiver doesn't go to the right spot or if blocking doesn't work, it's all potential for a disaster. And while, yeah, in your company, there's going to be some people that naturally get more light shine upon them or otherwise. Mm -hmm. But the point is to recognize what is important, what is needing to be done, and how to, how to really appreciate everyone correctly. Absolutely. And with that, one of the primary things that I know you help make a difference in both companies mm -hmm. you work with and the world is your belief that sales will heal the world that through the teachings that you offer, through the programs you offer, the speaking engagements, and the work directly with businesses, you are helping bring some of these deeper things we've been talking about into the sales mentality, team mentality. I wanna give you the floor to talk about what sales will heal the world looks like because like I'm biased, but you know, when we met and you share with me, sales will heal the world, this is a grandiose idea, but you back it. And I want to just mm -hmm. give the audience a taste of that. Yeah. And in fact, actually, it's the first chapter of my book that that just came out here a couple of months ago as we're releasing this episode. So it, it's absolutely true because if you are doing sales correctly, which unfortunately many Americans, well, anyone in the world really are not, but if you're doing sales correctly, what you are ultimately bringing to the table is a valued relationship where you care about your prospect or client, depending upon where you're at in the process, and you care about them and you want to see them succeed as, as another person just succeeding in life. And you're bringing something of value to help them, whether it's as simple as they're hungry and they want a pizza and I'm going to make it awesome, or it's I have no idea how to build this bridge across the Mississippi River. Like you are bringing some value of expertise to make it happen and you're treating each other as equals. And that's the most important part of sales because when you are bringing two people who want to help each other, none of this other isms that have been spouted at us for the last 20 plus years come into play. Because at the end of the day, I help more people by performing more sales. Yes, you're giving me money and I'm giving you a product. That product's helping you, but that money you're giving me is then in turn helping me keep my business making so I can go make my product for the next guy and so on and so forth. And really, as people get into this, which a big part of this is the commission-only lifestyle, that I need to be open to everyone to have success. Because if you walk into a situation and say, I'm only going to sell to people who are five foot four and left-handed, as many people do, they don't realize that they're putting those type of variables on, but that's what's happening. And you're effectively killing your possibility of having success. And when you look at sales through the prism of the salesperson and doing it correctly, not high pressure sales, but actually create a relationship where you and I both benefit, 
That's the result. That is how sales will heal the world. And it's ultimately the answer that will guide us. Um, it's always, every major problem in human history has been solved by one of two things, either capitalism or military, which when they're done effectively are normally capitalism like. So when you look at that totality, the government's not stepping in and fixing these problems. They're going to make them worse, actually, because that's how they get elected. But when you want to solve these problems, you need capitalism and you need to be honestly selling something that you believe in, that you want to help someone, and it will. And that's the end of the day result. And that's why sales will heal the world. I love it. So the biggest thing that I would imagine and maybe you run into this, but I know I run into it uh, just with confusion around what it is that I do. Uh, the biggest thing is people don't want to take that time to focus on sales in an authentic, genuine way. They might not even know how what they do or what they sell or offer even authentically helps others, right? Because they're really focusing on the end result, which is the, the profit, the, the mm -hmm. financials, the support that they need to keep their house going, whatever it might be. So how, how do you help like listeners right now who are like, that sounds great, Joe. I uh, would love to help heal the world. Would love to have great sales relationships that convert easily, but I ain't got time. I got to get this ship moving. What is a good tangible walk away from this episode that somebody could implement knowing that that's going to help expedite. I know we're not promising sales tomorrow, but what would be the most like expeditable tip you could share? Let me hit it from this angle. If you do not do sales correctly, you will not be a long-term salesperson because you will eventually be pressuring people and forcing them to do things for what you want for your sale. And again, nothing's evil with profits. Profits are necessary for life to work. But if you are forcing people into a situation at some point sooner or later you're going to wake up and hate yourself that will be a fact of life and you will hate looking in the mirror and that's what happens to so many different salespeople, and why you see such burnout in this profession so the first reason you do this is you get to be in a game where you're helping people for as long as you want to the second reason is in the commission-only lifestyle it is the fastest ticket to go from any starting point economically to the highest level of dollar and cent wealth through any vehicle in capitalism. And every single person on this planet has the built-in ability to do it. Because at the end of the day, when sales is done correctly, it's creating a relationship. And all of us have had this ability since day one of birth to create relationships. It's a backbone of our species. So when we look at this, it's something we're all capable of doing it, but where it gets in a problem is you brought in one of the possibilities. My own personal fear of panic, I'm not gonna be able to pay my mortgage if the sale doesn't go through, can be an issue. The second one is if you build a business, did I build a structure where my employees actually can be successful in the long term? Are the various parts of our revenue cycle the marketing, the sales, and the post-sale, are they working together? Is our product actually what we're saying it's going to be? Do we know how to position the product competitively in the market? And all of these other elements are what I get to help with and help people, which I love. But to go back full circle to the individual salesperson, the reason you need to care about your clients and create general relationships is because it's the only way to be here 
in the long term. It's the only way to be successful in sales in the long run. And for most people, once you get bit by that all commission lifestyle and the freedom that it provides, you will hate living any other way. And, yeah. and that's just a fact of life. Yeah. Well, I think basically like if the, the key takeaway from that is, is this is not really an option if you are in business for the long term. If you're mm -hmm. looking for a quick fix, if you're looking for some tip from an episode about how to make sales fast, then your intention isn't going to serve you well, right? Because it, it's well, not long term. Speed is relative. So first off on that, you can, if you create great relationships with anyone, you will be able to get your sales done at really any timeline. I mean, it, speed is, is not a short, I'm going to try to say this right. When people are trying to put high pressure sales on, it's thinking because it's going to speed up my sales process and pipeline. And the reality is the opposite. When you are trying to put pressure involved, you are hindering your pipeline. It, it, it's just a fact of life. So when you're talking about making sales faster, it normally comes down to are all of my parts of my revenue cycle, the marketing aspect, the sales cycle, and the product side, are they truly aligned? Mm -hmm. That's how you fix your sales for your company. It, it's when you look around your company and you go, I know exactly what every single person is doing and they know what I'm doing. Not from a job description, but it's two o'clock on Tuesday. I know what's happening there. I know what that guy's doing. I know what that guy's doing. But if you're in a spot where you're looking around being like, I don't know what anyone else does here. Why am I paying these people? You have a problem in your sales pipeline and your business overall. And that's one of my favorite problems to solve. Um, but that's one of the things that we do is because if your marketing team doesn't have the ability to interact with the sales and the product side and all three of them really truly interconnect, you're hurting yourself so much in the long run. Micromanagers hate this sentiment, but it's really how you create innovation. They have to be able to talk to each other rather than you being the head of your own little silo and saying, this is what you have to do. You have to be able to be open and create it. It will take your company to the utmost higher level. It's how you actually create innovation in a business place rather than just putting it on a blanket statement on the wall. It's how it right. actually happens. There's a lot more to it. You got to promote your people, incentivize your people and all that, which you know we can certainly get into, but that's how it works. Yeah. So you, I want to make sure that, you know, you're so much more than a coach, which I think if anyone was listening to this, they would feel like, okay, he coaches sales per people, not, you know, commission only salespeople, but you do so much more than that. So uh, since we're running against the clock, I want, what are the types of services that elite business conversations offer? Uh, what does it look like to work with you on each of those? Yeah, so there's, there's a lot as we went through before here. So first and foremost, it is about education when we talk about being my keynote addresses it's it's teaching people how to do this we also have the consulting side where we literally will come in and help you whether it be i don't know what everyone's around me doing and our business culture is like not what i want it to be or if our sales are plateauing and i'm feeling that pinch and that fear from the revenue not being here we help people with that but the group that i think i help the most and i think i have the most fun helping with is those business owners that just heard those first two things and heard a conversation like this and they just feel regret they they, they just don't I, i'm selling the house i, I don't want to fix the kitchen before i leave i'd rather just walk away 
and let it be. And there is nothing wrong with moving on to the next thing in your life as a business owner. What I help people do is do this in a way where your employees keep their job, the legacy of the business that you created through your sacrifices to make it happen will live on and life will continue with this entity that you made. Yes, it will be without you in it, or if you want to be in it less, whatever degree that answer is to you. But that's where I think I give the, the most happiness in helping people is because you really do get to see people say, hey, if Joe wasn't here, all these people would be fired right now because I was going to Hawaii regardless, and he figured out a way to keep you guys employed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have Joe as the keynote speaker. You can hire him to come and speak to your your business, events, things like that. We have mm-hmm. Joe who can come in on a consultant level and help uh, active businesses rocking and rolling but are feeling that that those breaks aren't seeing the sales like they want, don't feel like they're authentic to their purpose and mission um, as, as two. And then as mm-hmm. three, if you are transitioning out of a company, if you are passing down the company, if you are selling a company and you want to ensure that foundation is stable before walking out the door, Elite Business Conversations and Joe Rocky has the solution in those three ways. Did I hit it right? You did. And I think that to to put a fine point at the end there is if you're waking up today and you normally will see your, your people around you in your smaller circles will see this first. If you're not as passionate about your business as you were when you launched it, that's really when, when it's time to talk to me. Um, and then also, as I mentioned out there, I also wrote a book. I didn't even bring that. I, I can't think I've broken up a passing. If anyone wants to enter my world and, and to get a code on there, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Joe Rocky Jr. Um, tell me that you listen to me here on, on Steph's show. Put Tell me Vim in a private message. And at the end of the day here, we'll end up connecting with you. I'll give you a discount code for the book. The book is fantastic. It's about how you can use the sales skills I teach people in probably the most one-sided sales environment on this planet, which is playing games on the Las Vegas casino floor, where literally there's a house edge to make you lose. And the whole book is about how you can use sales skills to not just overcome what should be a mathematically insurmountable problem, but to do it well consistently and in a way that everyone benefits from in the end. Nice. Well, I will make sure that we, we got several things. I will get your, your uh, elite business conversations website in the show notes. I will get the link to that book uh, and how they can purchase That's casino that. sales master. Um, so casino sales master.com is where you can find the book. Perfect. I'll get that link in there and then take him up on that offer. Shoot him a message, a private message on LinkedIn, Joe Rocky Jr. Take advantage of that discount code. That's so generous of you. And I just, again, Joe, thank you so much for for doing what you do in the way that you do it and for being in my world and being on this episode. Well, I thank you for having me. I think it was a great episode. I'm glad we were able to break down the passion here. Nice. I appreciate it. All right, guys, until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. I truly hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. So if you did, please rate, review, and share. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, whether a leader or an expert, please go to getvim.com forward slash podcast, and you will find our application page or reach out to me directly and I can give you more information. 